Hey guys, I'm Taylor Rooks. Hi, I'm Joy Taylor. Hey, what's going on? Ari Chambers checking in. Hey, I'm Lauren A. Jones. Hey, this is Jesse Washington, and I am on screen. And I'm on screen. And I'm on screen. And I'm on screen. And I am on screen with East Lorraine. Welcome everyone to another episode of On Screen with East Lorene. And today with me, I have a man who some call a myth, some call a legend, Bradford Brooks. So Bradford, can you start off by telling me who are you? Man, you're gonna make me blush. I don't I, I think I'm far from a legend, but far as just introducing who I am, I am Bradford Brooks. I'm a young kid from Charlotte, North Carolina, graduate of the greatest HBCU. That's on period, North Carolina A&T. Um, and far as my, for myself, I host a podcast called Good Taste, Bad Grammar with my brother, Rod Carter. Uh, shout out to the whole team, too, Hunter Watson, uh, Michelle, and Tyler Jones uh, for making us making that happen. So I really wanted to bring you on here today because you just have such a bright mind and a lot of opinions on a lot of topics. And what I mainly want to ask you about today, well, at least the first thing, is a video has recently resurfaced this week, gone viral really, uh, with Cam Newton kind of going like a little back and forth banter with a um, high school student during a football tournament. I believe it was based in uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Mm -hmm. And it's just, he was basically calling him trash, saying you're a free agent, you couldn't be poor. You're a free agent, you're a free agent, you're a free agent. You're about to be poor, you're about to be poor. I'm rich, you're about to be poor. I'm rich, you're a free agent. And given the context of the situation, it was just a little back and forth banter, but I wanted to get your thoughts um, on that situation, being a big Cam Newton fan, and do you just think it was cool for him to do that or was it just borderline disrespectful? I think in that particular situation, I think, you know, in any situation when you're looking for attention, when you're seeking it, you will get it. And I think sometimes as people, we don't realize, you know, you can you can cast out a, a fish line and sometimes it's going to bite. And I think essentially that's all it was. Uh, he definitely got Cam Newton's attention, um, regardless of how you want to say he reacts to the situation or not. I think any human being, um, if somebody is antagonizing you enough, you're going to say something eventually, especially when it's at your own event um, and you're trying to make something happen for children. But I think overall, it's a situation that, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, uh, obviously, for uh, an athlete like that, uh, still in his development stage of trying to get out there. Of course, it's going to have a bad uh, rep for him, for somebody. He's going to be known as somebody else. He doesn't necessarily respect uh, his coaches, his peers. And especially the individual that made something happen and that can't be in Cam Newton. But I think, you know, as a child, you make mistakes. That's the beauty of life. You make mistakes and it's a opportunity and room for growth. I think for Cam, uh, of course, from the jump, anybody will probably react. But I think he handled the situation pretty, pretty strong in regards to somebody making fun of him, um, despite all things considered. But, yeah, that's that's just my initial thought of just like the kid. He was seeking attention and he got it. But, you know, that's something hopefully he can grow from. Um, would you have had the audacity to say anything like that when you were younger? See, I, I, me personally, I don't think I would. Like, I just don't think that's my character. Uh, but at the same time, they're like, I, I was 16 at one point, and I know what it's like to try to impress your friends and, you know, trying to trying to get some likes. But I will say it's, it's kind of unimpressive that, uh, you know, that's the age that we live in right now, people trying to do things for likes, whether he was trying to 
you know, speaking his mind or if he wanted just the attention on social media or what, I just think, um, you know, you need to be happy for the opportunity to be at the camp, especially for somebody that's making it happen for you. But nah, I don't think that would have came out of my mouth. Not the, not the blatant disrespect like that. Also, as I mentioned before, you know, you are a huge Cam Newton fan. So can you speak on a little bit about, you know, Cam's contributions to the league and also like, what does he mean to you? Man, Cam Newton, that's one of my favorite players, like dating back to his time at Auburn. Uh, he was just electrifying. I think, you know, his accomplishments to the game, they speak to uh, for themselves. You know, being a Heisman Trophy winner, winning a national title in college, first pick of the draft, um, and not only uh, being selected with the first pick of the draft, but living up to that status of being the first pick of the draft and taking a team to the Super Bowl, becoming league MVP, Cam Newton, uh, his accolades, like I mentioned, they speak for themselves. I think the thing that I think people are going to remember about Cam is definitely just like how much of a playmaker he was at his peak. I think he was somebody that, like I said, like the words that you think of, electrifying, playmaker, Superman. Uh, and the fact that like every time he scored a touchdown, he was giving a kid a ball and making a, a memorable moment for those people. I think that's something very special. Um, and what do you mean? What does he mean to me? I personally just I think like, you know, his contributions, especially for my favorite professional team, the Carolina Panthers, what he did within the city of Charlotte, it was amazing. I think he really took us to a new height of uh, fame that we had never experienced, even though we had been to the Super Bowl in the past. I think Cam, he put an identity on us of really just trying to make us cool. Uh, obviously, 2015 was a special season, and even though it didn't cap off, it didn't cap off with the Super Bowl victory, I think that's something that people in Charlotte will always remember. Um, I'm definitely, you know, always going to be a fan of the guy, despite, you know, right now it's kind of rocky and he's looking to make a redemption story happen. But I think that's always going to be a player, like I said, dating back to college that I'm rooting for. Um, and one of the, the uh, players that I love to watch and definitely still rooting for him to this day. I'm not sure if you got the opportunity to look at his interview on um, his guest appearance on I Am Athlete podcast. Like how he was saying, he was like, I've never been a favorite. And I just wanted to know, like, your thoughts on that take. And, mm. um, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I think, you know, one, the I Am Athlete podcast appearance that he made was super dope. I think it gave people another look of, wow, like, this dude is somebody he is really different from what you assume. And I think he even mentioned that himself on the podcast. A lot of people look at him as like, you know, he's flamboyant, he's arrogant uh, because he has made a lot of money. He has been the center of, of attention for majority of his playing career as a football player. But I think, you know, Cam is somebody, he's one of the guys, you know, he, he put his head down, he worked hard while he was in New England. So I do think there's a lot of misconceptions about him in regards to him being a uh, uh, a fan favorite. I think, you know, that there is some truth behind that. I think he's always had a game that has definitely been uh, nitpicked and people have always tried to say like, oh, this person's a little bit better or that person, especially dating back to his time coming out of the draft. I remember uh, they were saying like Blaine Gabbard and Christian Ponder uh, should be ahead of him. And Christian Ponder's not even in the NFL right now. And Blaine Gabbard's been a, a career backup. So I think, you know, he's always been one of those players that's been doubted. But I think it comes with the position, um, and especially being a black quarterback at that. Um, he even mentioned in that podcast episode that when he entered the league, the person that he was compared to was Jamarcus Russell. And that's not the best person to be compared to, as Jamarcus Russell was one of the biggest NFL busts. But I think uh, with him and some of the other trailblazers at the position for black quarterbacks, he's definitely 
uh, somebody that opened a lot of doors for like guys like Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson's, uh, Lamar Jackson's, and so many others that are coming into the league and that will come into the league like Justin Fields um, and many more. So Cam, uh, even though people have always kind of like doubted him and uh, he's been overlooked, underlooked, um, I think, you know, he's somebody that's very special and uh, his, his play speaks for itself. You also yourself is someone who is giving back to your community um, through many um, just different platforms, but your main platform is Good Taste, Bad Grammar. So can you tell me about how that got started and pretty much how you enjoy hosting the podcast so far? Yeah, so Good Taste, Bad Grammar originally was just me by myself. So that started in 2017. And uh, the inspiration behind it, I got to shout out my big sister, my sister Lauren, she motivated me to do it. I know uh, that particular summer before I started it, a lot of my friends were securing internships. And I know for me, being someone who wanted to work in the more multimedia space um, in regards to like broadcasting or doing something where I can get myself out there, I hadn't secured an internship. So I know I was a little down on myself of like, dang, what am I gonna do this summer? I'm still trying to get an opportunity. And my sister said, why not just go out and make it? You're always talking. Uh, go make a podcast. And I think it was something that really allowed me to dig into my network of people that I knew around the city of Charlotte. Um, and at the same time, people that I just wanted to connect with. Fast forward to 2018, I brought the idea uh, to my two best friends from college, uh, Hunter Watson and Rod Carter. And uh, we made it a collaborative thing to make it a trio instead of just a single, a single uh, person uh, show. And so far, like, it's been amazing. It's been an amazing journey being able to connect with so many different people throughout the greater Charlotte area um, and across the world, too. We've been, able, we've been fortunate to have guests like Muggsy Bowles, uh, John McLean, who is a Nike director uh, in their marketing department. Uh, awesome people like my guy Chris Moxley in Charlotte doing big things. Uh, and so many other people that I could keep naming. But I think the best thing about the show that I love is the fact that we have a team that we all know how to leverage each other's strengths. We all give, give each other grace and uh, really allow each other to be great at what we do. And I think most importantly, we've been able to create a platform that really just allows guests to come on, tell their story and tell their story in a way where they can be themselves. They don't have to feel uncomfortable and they can really uh, just let their guard down and represent the culture in the way that we see best. So what's your favorite um, episode that you've done so far on the podcast? Oh, I would say my favorite episode is uh, definitely probably this episode called So Fresh, So Clean. Um, and it's with John McLean. He's a city legend here in Charlotte. Um, I went to high school with John. He's someone that I look up to as a mentor and as a big brother. And the reason why I think that episode is so special, because I think sometimes we get caught up in the mindset of we have to network up. And I really think it's all about networking across with the people that you're coming up with. And John was somebody, like I seen his grind, I saw the day in, day out. And for him to see like what he's doing now, working for Nike, um, being one third of um, his company, far as the clean slate with him and his brothers, he's just somebody that really gives a lot of inspiration to me, my friends. Um, and it was just such a real conversation where I got to learn more about him from what I already did, from what I did know um, to learn more about him. So I would say that episode and then probably uh, the Muggsy episode, being a huge Hornets fan, that was really cool uh, to have uh, an NBA legend, somebody who was the shortest player to ever play in the NBA, and that was pretty cool. Um, what can the people look forward to in future episodes, and like, what other goals do you guys have for this podcast um, moving forward? I think, as far as the goal part first, I think our biggest goal moving forward 
it's continuing to just be a, an avenue and a platform for people to, to want to come on and for us to be able to do things that we think are cool. I think so far it's been really unique what we've been able to offer from a digital platform perspective of being able to create campaigns like 12 Days of Good Taste during the, uh, the month of December, uh, trying to get content out for Black History Month. And upcoming in March, we're going to have a March Madness Part 2, which our first year was in 2020 uh, when the pandemic first started. But I think uh, people can expect some great things. We got some big guests coming on. I'm not going to name nobody right now at this particular moment, but I'm just going to say, like, we got some musicians coming up. We got some business owners, uh, some people that's in the streetwear industry. Um, and it's going to be really cool to see where we can go. And I know uh, for us, we're just trying to continue to walk in the grace of God and do what uh, we think is uh, aligned for us. That's dope. That's dope. So another thing, I kind of want to switch gears a little bit here. Um, I know you being a big Marvel fan, and so am I. Marvel has, like, recently um, started streaming WandaVision. Um, like, you know, part of their, like, you know, new series, you know, giving superheroes their kind of, like, own individual story. So I want to know what do you think about the episode so far and like how do you like the way that Marvel is going with this um, series? First and foremost, I got to say Marvel is top tier. I love DC, but DC is not messing with Marvel when it comes to the content right now. I think uh, it's been amazing to see like how the new phases rolled out. Obviously, there was a lot of just no movement right after Endgame. Obviously, it was a lot to digest because we had just lost one of the greatest superheroes of all time, at least in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, in Iron Man. Uh, and that is a spoiler alert if you have not seen Endgame. <laughs> but in regards to in regards to the show, I think it's it's a cool show so far. I think WandaVision is is super dope because for two characters that really weren't main players in the original infinity saga i think it's cool to see them come to the the forefront especially wanda uh seeing more of her power abilities because she's dope i think like she's going to be a major player uh in the upcoming films and just this next phase with marvel i think also i love how they've been able to make every episode a different decade and in, insert uh like the tv sitcom style because uh, the last episode I know they did like uh, Modern Family in the Office breaking the third wall, breaking the fourth wall. So that was pretty cool. So I'm really liking the content. And I'm also looking forward to the new ones that are getting ready to drop like Loki, uh, Falcon, and the uh, Winter Soldier. So that should be pretty good. And I know the last episode, if you've seen it, like it kind of left us on the cliffhanger introducing uh, Agatha. And like, were you expecting that to happen? And what was kind of your initial reaction when they kind of like tied her into the series? Yeah, uh, first I gotta say the actress who plays her, she is phenomenal. I didn't know she voiced uh, another Marvel character when she was in Into the Spider-Verse. So this is her second time being in Marvel. She's super dope. But as uh, far as the expectation, expect, expecting that, I think, yeah, a little bit because I, I do uh, dive into a lot of YouTube content. A lot of people uh, were speculating that that was Agatha from the comics, even though I'm not somebody who has invested time in reading them. I do watch a lot of the YouTube content. So that was cool to see that spoiler. And I still think the guy who was playing Quicksilver from the X-Men MCU, I think it's something fishy about him. Obviously, he's not really her brother. But uh, yeah, I think it's going to be cool to see how the series finish. You know, before I get you out of here, do you have any like final thoughts or any just 
like terms of like words of advice or encouragement for people who are looking to create their own content, getting into podcasting or anything else for that matter, given that the pandemic is still going on. Do you have any like mm-hmm. you know, quotes or words, words of advice you can give? Yeah, I would say my biggest piece of advice that I could offer, and it's something that I'm still trying to uh, do myself, is just go, uh, regardless of how much you think you're ready or how little do you think you're ready. I think the best thing that you can do is go get that experience. I think experience in life is the best teacher. Uh, don't be afraid to attack every moment and still constantly be a student because you, you can always evolve um, throughout your journey. So my biggest advice I would say is just go for it. Uh, let your guard down. Try to connect with people that you can. Use your network because your network is your net worth. And uh, one of my favorite quotes that I live by is you don't necessarily have to be great to start, but you do have to start to be great. So that's just one piece of advice that I will offer anybody that's trying to go out there and do something for themselves. Thank you so much, Brad, for, for coming on. I appreciate you. And yeah, thanks for coming on. <laughs> hey, Peace, I appreciate it. I got a shout out to GOAT. So, you know, it's not every day you get to speak to somebody like yourself, but, you know, I appreciate coming <laughs> on screen with you, Serene.